Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. It is Thursday, April 28th, and this is the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. I am Blair Angulo. Thanks for joining us as we get closer to turning the calendar page on another month. We've got a special show for you on deck today. As we did a couple weeks ago, we're going to listen back to a discussion between 24-7 Sports National Analysts Cooper Patagna and Andrew Ivins as they share their insight on a number of trending topics across the recruiting landscape. They take a leap around the 2023 class and talk about a number of specific players, positions, and programs. First, the guys hit on two recent quarterback commitments, both in the SEC. They touched on four-star Malachi Singleton and his decision to commit to Sam Pittman and Arkansas. The Hogs currently rank in the top 10 of the 24-7 sports team recruiting rankings for the 2023 class and now have a quarterback to help lead the group moving forward. Now in the top five with a commitment from Malachi Singleton, a top 24-7 quarterback, the number 18 quarterback in the country from the state of Georgia, North Cobb High School. Drew, tell us what you think about Malachi Singleton really just jumping straight into it. And can the Hogs keep this momentum up on the trail? Well, I don't know how much staying power, you know, Arkansas is going to have. I think they're up to what, 20 class or 20, 20 commits in the class of whatever class right now, 2023. 20, I, I almost got confused because I was going to talk about, you know, Arkansas, Sam Pittman, you, you know, last year they finished number 21 in the ranking. Now they're up to number five. And, you know, they didn't take a high school quarterback the previous cycle, which is fine, I think, in the transfer portal era. But I think it became pretty clear that Arkansas needed to find a scheme fit. And I don't think you could draw one up any better than Malachi Singleton. Yeah, he's not as big as KJ Jefferson, Arkansas's quarterback, but this is a guy that has a ton of experience running RPOs, a, a ton of experience and, and just natural instincts about when to pull the ball, when to take off. Good pocket presence for him, has some touch on the deeper passes. Probably needs to improve, you know, get more consistent in that short to intermediate game. But to me, if Kendall Bryles and Sam Pittman were to kind of craft a quarterback in the class of 2023, Malachi Singleton is the guy. Like he just makes so much sense for me. So I think this is a big pickup for Arkansas. You know, we'll see if they go after a second quarterback, but I think just big picture roster management wise, like this is a guy that is going to fit what they want to do. And we got a little a little taste of that in, in, you know, this past year with Arkansas on that offense. You know, K.J. Jefferson runs for over 600 yards. I think Malachi Singleton can do the same thing eventually. So I like to pick up a lot. You know, honestly, if we're like trying to slot quarterbacks way or like that one makes a ton of sense to me and it might make more sense than anywhere else. Yeah, we talked about it. I, I mentioned it on Twitter. We had the scouting take as well on 24-7 Sports that you can read that on 24-7. Gabe Brooks, Chris Singletary, and myself giving our analysis on Malachi Singleton. This was a guy that really, when I looked at 6'1", 220 pounds, I remember bringing up, and remember, we, we always bring this back to the Sunday projection, where they're going to end up in the NFL. And I like Malachi Singleton as a running back 
on Sundays. Now on Saturdays, I think this is a perfect fit. Like you talked about going to Arkansas with Kendall Bryles, what they can do. You talk about a guy who had a 24 touchdown to three INT ratio last season, rushed for 25 touchdowns on the ground as a junior, uh, also had a ratio favoring touchdowns on the ground as a sophomore as well. And he's a winner who plays high class competition in the state of Georgia. So I love this fit for Arkansas. Also have to really admire the job that Sam Pittman's doing uh, via the transfer portal as well that go out get former Alabama outside linebacker Drew Sanders Jaden Hazelwood who was a guy that was highly ranked uh, and played his ball earlier in his career at Oklahoma so Sam Pittman getting it done I think they're building a culture there I think they're doing a really good job of attracting and being creative in terms of how they're getting top tier uh, caliber talent as well so hats off to the Arkansas Razorbacks and Sam Pittman the guys go from Fayetteville to Oxford as Ole Miss also landed a quarterback. Lane Kiffin was able to get a commitment from four-star quarterback Marcel Reed out of Tennessee. Interestingly enough, this past weekend, they also hosted a five-star West Coast quarterback who is highly sought after, but the Rebels get their guy and now have at least one young signal caller in their class to help lead the program into the future. Landed a commitment from Marcel Reed, a native of Nashville, Tennessee, a four-star per 24-7 sports. What do you like about this young man? This guy is, is is pretty interesting. He's in my area, so I can give you a little feedback on him. But what you've seen from him and, and what do you think? Ole Miss had their spring game this weekend, and they also had one of the most coveted quarterbacks in Jaden Rashada on campus. So what do you think about that dynamic as well? Well, I, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, where, that's where I'm kind of – you know, that's where I want to start. I mean, just from the recruiting perspective, big day in the SIP. What were they putting on tennis shoes and stuff like that? Pretty strong visitors list for, list for Lane Kiffin and co. And, you know, I just think it's it's not odd or, or funny, but, you know, to an outsider, you got Jaden Rashada getting driven around in a Rolls Royce by Lane Kiffin, holding Lane Kiffin's dog, you know, Saturday, Sunday, then Monday, the Rebels take this other quarterback, Marcel Reed, who's obviously more of a regional guy, not as highly ranked. And we discussed it, I think, this time last week on the Spaces about how the, the quarterback market's been set ever since Nikolai Amaleeva uh, announced for Tennessee. So, you know, my, my, my feeling, my thought process here and just talking with a few people I do know at Ole Miss is like, they really like Marcel Reed. I mean, they were only going after a handful of quarterbacks, and this is a guy that they want. So I'm interested to see how it pans out. You know, as good of a play caller Lane Kiffin is and, and an offensive and a creative mind, I love what he does in terms of the analytics side. You know, there's been some misses, I think, on that on that quarterback front when he evaluates high school quarterbacks. So I'm interested to see, does he hit on Marcel Reed or not? Because, you know, Lane, if you follow where he was, you know, I was at Florida Atlantic, um, or I, I should say, I graduated from Florida Atlantic. I'm really familiar with his tenure there. I think he missed on some quarterbacks. So I want to know if this is a hit or or if this is a, a miss for uh, Lane Kiffin. It's interesting you bring that up. I remember I was an intern at Alabama in 2014. The top quarterback on Lane Kiffin's board back then, Jawan Pass. Pretty interesting. Obviously, he had a career at Louisville after that. But I don't think you bring Jaden Rashada on campus unless you're comfortable with the idea of taking two quarterbacks. And, and Marcel Reed obviously would have to be looped in on that conversation as well. But getting back to the player and Marcel Reed, this is 
a guy who's pretty interesting. You turn on the tape and you can see what the intrigue is with him. He's got a little bit of a rush play tempo. I think that's going to be the biggest thing for him as he really starts to settle down, calm his feet at the next level. But he's got a play style that's kind of similar as to Matt Corral. Kind of flushes the pocket a little bit early, but can make any throw on the field. Only completed about 54% of his passes last year. Over the last two seasons, he is 27 to 13 touchdown to INT. So he's going to have to clean that up. I do think Ole Miss's system and what Lane Kiffin wants to do will help him out there. But that's certainly something to keep an eye on Ole Miss and the Rebels and what they're going to do. Cooper, don't forget about this. I mean, you mentioned the the not comp, but stylistic comp to Matt Corral. Corral, there's games when he's throwing four, five, six interceptions. Like, I think Lane's kind of okay with that. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Moving on from the quarterbacks, Cooper and Andrew take a look at Texas. The Longhorns landed two commitments this past weekend, one from four-star wide receiver Ryan Niblett and the other from four-star running back Trey Wisner. But before they dive into the two newest pieces in the Longhorns recruiting class, they also discuss two of the newest coaches on Steve Sarkeesian's staff that helped them get there, wide receivers coach Brandon Marion and running backs coach Tashard Choice. I don't know if you got to watch the, the two commitments from this week and from, from Texas, but I guess some guys that maybe you're a little bit more familiar with, Tashar Choice, the new running backs coach coming over from Georgia Tech and Brennan Marion. What are your what are your initial Brennan Marion coming over from, from Pittsburgh, excuse me. What are your initial thoughts on those two guys? And do you like those hires for, for Steve Sarkeesian? I do. And I actually have interacted with both these guys in, in on the trail, as I'll call it. Rashard Choice met him at an FIU camp. Georgia Tech was working a, a while back. And I'll never forget, you know, we were watching the running back drills and I said, hey, you know, who do you like here? He goes, man, I'm not signing a running back for two years because all I have is running back. That's when they were transitioning from the triple option to uh, whatever offense they ended up running, uh, you know, spread spreading it out. So, you know, I think he's good. You know, he's a big, big, big reason why Texas is in it for Cedric Baxter. I think if you're a Texas fan, you're going to be able to benefit for a few years off the fact that Tashard Choice was working in Georgia Tech and a lot of kids visited Georgia Tech on the way to Georgia, on the way to Alabama and all that stuff. So he's got a lot of good relationships. Brennan Marion, 
ran into him at St. Thomas Aquinas. I keep talking about it on this podcast, but he was there recruiting. Um, I thought he did an awesome job from a coaching standpoint at Pittsburgh this past year. Obviously, he had a Blintnikoff Award winner. Um, and then on the recruiting front, kids really like him. He connects with a lot of different kids. Uh, seems to cast a wide net of offers, wide board, but he had Pittsburgh in it for some guys. You know, Camden Brown, a wide receiver, ended up signing with Auburn. Pittsburgh almost got him. I think if Auburn hadn't got involved so late, uh, that kid would be at Pittsburgh, and that would have been a huge win um, for the Panthers. So I think he's a great hire. You know, I don't know how much of a fit per se he is in the Lone Star State. You know, when I kind of got the vibe from him, maybe I thought somewhere else would have been made more sense. But I mean, hard to turn down a, a future SEC job. So I like him. I like both those hires. I think those guys are going to hit their groove on the recruiting front. We're already seeing a little bit of it. Heading up north, Marcus Freeman and Notre Dame currently have the top recruiting class in the 24-7 sports composite rankings for the 2023 class, led by five-star edge rusher Keon Keeley. But the pressure is on to keep Keeley with some of the nation's top programs chasing to flip the top edge rusher in the 24-7 sports composite rankings. Keeping Keeley committed as well as landing an impact quarterback will be the difference between a great first full cycle for Freeman and an elite one the one guy that i am watching in that class and this ultimately at the end of the day we we talked about it earlier in the show but this notre dame class is going to be judged in terms of who they bring in at the quarterback position that's not to take anything away from anybody else in that class but the other guy i'm keeping an eye on keon keely yeah i mean that guy is a dude and he's he's right there drew you, you have covered him in the state of florida i love this kid I, I don't i don't know if any guy has moved up our board more just within a year than Keon Keeley. I remember the first time watching this tape, kind of scratching my head, being like, okay, there's something there with this kid. We see him against Arch Manning and Newman on ESPN this year. He dominates that game. I think he had 16 and a half sacks this season. He's kind of freaky. This dude's got everybody coming after him now. You talk about Alabama, Georgia, Florida involved heavily now. To me, Marcus Freeman has got two priorities. He's got to get Dante Moore in the boat, and he's got to keep Keon Keeley in the boat. To end the show, the guys head out west to talk about USC. The spring game showed just how dynamic this offense under Lincoln Riley could be with Caleb Williams, Mario Williams, Travis Dye, and many others standing out for USC. The Trojans were a popular destination for guys in the transfer portal this offseason, and those additions definitely did their part this past weekend. But one returning player also made his mark for the Trojans during the spring game, and Cooper made sure to give him a shout out for his performance. Out west to the USC Trojans, Lincoln Riley, like, Drew, I got to admit, I've never been so excited for a Pac-12 spring game in my life, and that probably includes my time at Washington and Oregon, but I was excited to see Lincoln Riley and this kind of makeshift roster of what they have of, you know, it, they they roll the ball out there, they they on the, on the first initial kickoff return, there's Travis Dye transferred from Oregon. And there's Darwin Parlow transferred from TCU. And then they take the first offensive snaps. It's it's Caleb Williams, Mario Williams, Brendan Rice. I mean, it is a completely new team, all via the transfer portal. What were your initial thoughts of what you saw Saturday at the Coliseum from Lincoln Riley and Caleb Williams? That offense is going to be fun. That That's what was my big takeaway. Take you know, uh, I think there was the 24-7 sports Twitter had that, that tweet. Oh, it's like old times, Caleb Williams, Mario Williams. I mean, Mario Williams is a guy who I covered at, at length back when he was coming out of Plant City right there in Florida. To see him in, in a USC jersey, 
you know, it, it's a bit different. Like it, that never seemed like a possibility. And now he's there. And then I just go to what USC seems to be trying to do in this 2023 class, specifically in the state of Florida. I mean, Brandon Innes, the the, the five-star wide receiver uh, in Fort Lauderdale, he was tweeting about that, that spring game. So I think that offense is going to be fun. Still do have some questions, and we've, we've hit on this a few points before. What are they going to do in the trenches? What are they going to do with point attack guys? I think that's going to be the, the big question with the Trojans and Lincoln Riley's era. How fast can they get those bodies in? Where do they get them from? Uh, but certainly encouraging signs on that offensive side of the ball, and it's, it shouldn't be surprising. I mean, that's that's what Lincoln Riley does. That's on the ledger. So it, I, I'm fun. I'm going to be watching Pac-12 after dark. Well, they're talking about taking up to double digits in the transfer portal after spring. It's kind of interesting listening to these coaches, Billy Napier, one of these guys, a lot of these first-year head coaches at new spots, really kind of communicating via their press conference to the recruits out there and the guys that might be in the transfer portal, what their needs are. Uh, and if you're looking for a spot to come play, maybe come to USC, maybe come to Florida, maybe come to Miami. So that's going to be interesting. Another guy that I want to give a shout out to was Miller Moss. I mean, we talked about the importance of having a quality back backup quarterback. Miller Moss was a guy, a top 24-7 standout just a couple years ago from the state of California, played his ball at Bishop Alamany uh, in Southern California. He had a really good game and he looks very comfortable in Lincoln Riley's offense. So a lot to like there. Like I like Caleb Williams. I think USC can make some noise this year. I think they're set up to do that. And if you're Lincoln Riley, I mean, what else could you want? The opportunity to come in, make some noise, still have some roster attrition, uh, have a lot of spots to bring some new faces in. I love what they're doing on the recruiting trail. Uh, they go out over the last week or so. They get Quentin Joyner, a top 24-7 running back out of the state of Texas. And then they get another addition out of the state of Texas as well and a Marion Peterson. So a lot to like for USC. I like both of those backs. I mean, Drew, we talked about the importance of finding good running backs earlier yeah. in the process in the class of 2023 because how skinny it is, especially out on the West Coast. Those are big additions for USC. They might not seem like it on the surface. But that's a big deal for USC going to get two guys that they circled early on their board. You know, to, to me, Cedric Baxter Jr., our number two ranked running back, right? He puts out a top five over the weekend. I thought for sure USC was going to be in that. I was talking to him. You know, that was the vibe I got after he visited Los Angeles and Lincoln Riley uh, coming right out of February month, February's dead period. I was like, USC's definitely going to get a visit here. Well, he names that top five. It doesn't include USC. It's it's instead Florida, Miami, Texas, Arkansas. Remember we talked about Arkansas at the beginning of this show, space, whatever you want to call it. Florida, Miami, two Texas schools in Arkansas, and USC wasn't in there. And I was like, man, you know, this is a bit surprising to me. And then all of a sudden, USC has two running backs in the boat. It seems like they kind of wanted to bow out of that race to Lance Cedric Baxter, which is fine if you got two talented guys. But it's just interesting to see how some of these positional dominoes are falling right now. Uh, you know, what what one top group of schools means for someone else and and, and what and whatnot. Because these, these schools certainly have a pecking order, and these kids have a pecking order. And if you're a guy like Cedric Baxter, you can almost kind of dictate where you're going to go. A big thanks to 24-7 Sports National recruiting analysts Andrew Ivins and Cooper Patagna. It was really a great discussion as the guys hit on a few quarterback dominoes to fall this past weekend, as well as two recruiting powers that had their spring games this past weekend. If you missed a recent discussion that happened this past Tuesday on Twitter, don't worry. The guys run through the latest in recruiting each week, and you can find future conversations as they go live on the 24-7 Sports Twitter page at 24-7. 
7 Sports. So for Andrew Ivins, Cooper Patagna, and our producer Lance Glenn, I am Blair Angulo. Thanks for listening to this edition of the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. Thank you.